Mark and Max Show podcast. What? I think, given the pre-show chat we were just uh. having, <laughs> I hear the open running and I hear that voice. You are some messed up white people. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I opened up I, while we were going through the opening there and listening to it, which I love. I click on that email, but I, I was talking to Mark about some of the stuff I'm doing next week and. I By the way, we won't, be, we won't be here Wednesday through Friday of next yeah, week. a couple of days. So just, and, just, uh, just so you know, life's yeah. happening outside the thing. So pff, things are happening. So, and we'll, which, which will produce great stories for the following Monday, I assure you. I don't think I'm allowed to talk about any of it, Mark. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's that, it's that piece of paper we were talking yeah. about. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Why is that there? <laughs> I'm just curious about this email I got about a case out of, I don't even know where it is, a sex slave dismemberment couple sentenced in horror, sex fantasy, chainsaw, dismemberment, murder of missing woman. You get the greatest emails. I mean. <laughs> wow. But, Mark, that's not all. Missing woman killed during sex fantasy and buried in Missouri. Oh, Grain Valley couple sentenced to prison for KCK, Kansas City, uh, Kansas woman's murder. Hmm. It turned him on when people die. Teen-led cops to missing woman's remains buried on alleged abuser's property, authorities say. Wow. Suburban Kansas City couple found guilty in dismemberment killing. Yeah. And And there's more. (laughs) I just, I have a suggestion for you, my friend. You've been my friend for a long, long time. (laughs) I just, I think it would be wise. You know, I think it would be very wise, actually, considering what you've told me, considering what you've (laughs) told me about your email and the discussion we had before Uh, we started rolling today. I think it would be wise not only to, one, find a way to completely bleach bit your browser's history, but two, (laughs) do the same thing to your email inbox. Because if anything ever happens to anybody in your neighborhood or anybody uh-huh. in your in your wife's family, they're gonna they're gonna catch your computer and go, "Wow, this guy yep. was really into this kind of stuff." Yep. <laughs> the, you know what's you're right, and I've said that for years. If you remember back in rule say, books, yes, yep. and you know you read these, and I will tell you what the, you know you talk about how how your early life really does impact how you view things later. I want you to know mm-hmm. something, and I, I have shared this before. I'm going to be very brief. When the Tate Law Bianca murders happened, okay, in the summer of 1969, I grew up in Southern California. Uh, my sing, my mom was a single mom uh, for a number of years. My dad walked out, okay, and she remarried a year before uh, June of '68. I was a little kid. Yeah, uh, my brother being a little bit older than me, it's really weird how some of us have memories 
that go back a long way. A lot of people, it's kindergarten, first grade. That's where they really can remember mm -hmm. a lot. Well, if you actually tax yourself a little bit, you can remember further back. And then for some, they have memories that go way back. I have some at six months, um, which boggles my wow. mind. And I didn't, I thought they were um, dream type memories. And until I was like 14 and I was talking to my mom about something and she was like, how do you, how do you know that? And mm -hmm. I said, well, we were walking. I thought I was three or four when it happened. And she was like, Dave, you were six months old when that happened. How do you, and wow. I was remembering it in real, anyway. So. Okay. As, Let me just as, say really quick. Let me just interject here. I'm really not surprised by that because I've known you for how many years now? And you can, and you have amazing recall. I'm oh, just, yeah. I'm just oh. saying you have amazing, you remember little things, little details yeah. and such. You can remember mm -hmm. entire, entire lines of dialogues from things <laughs> that I'm just like going, didn't he say something like this? And you go bang and you, you recite the entire line <laughs> on something you haven't seen for 20 years, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, oh man. So you, you do have that. Your brain does yeah. work that way. On the other yeah. hand, if it weren't for vitamin B12, I wouldn't be here. You well, know, so, <laughs> you know, what's really funny Mark, is Braylon got that memory stuff. And he, Braylon being having apraxia, my grandson, mm -hmm. um, and being on the uh, on the scale or whatever they call it, um, he actually um, he has almost identical memory. You know what they oh, call his photographic yeah. memory. And by the way, yeah. um, it's not an intense; re it's intense recall more than anything else. But he has he's incredibly wow fascinating. Yeah, it gets kind of weird sometimes when he'll correct me on something, you know, I'll quote like a SpongeBob episode. Okay. I'll make a joke yeah. about SpongeBob. If I'm telling him stories about mothers against Mark and Mac and I'll say, yeah. remember the episode when he goes to spatula city and blah, blah, blah. And Braylon who has seen the episode, well, no Papa, that's, mm -mm, that's not what happened. And he'll tell me exactly <laughs> what happened word for word. And that's there when I go. go, wow. So when you're old enough, you and me and Cliff Clavin need to hang out. <laughs> hey, no, it's you and me and Sheldon Cooper because <laughs> Yeah. yeah I got a feeling in about 10 years, yeah. he's going to be one lab accident away from wow. being a super villain. <laughs> there you go. That's it, man. Oh boy. But anyway, um, but when I was a kid, uh, the Tate LaBianca murders happened and it was heightened awareness in my world memory time. Because if you think about right, it, yeah. in July and August of 69, we had the moon landings, we had Woodstock and we had the Tate LaBianca murders. Hmm. And those three events, were huge, uh, mainly because the adults were talking about Woodstock and the, the adults around us. But the moon landing was just, it was huge around the world. Everybody remembers, you know, watching yeah. Armstrong on the moon. And I, I remember do. thinking, who put the camera up there? You know, I just remember <laughs> thinking that. Who did that? How did, is there, I mean, that's one small step for me. Well, there must have been somebody else out there, right? No, but yeah. anyway. Um, <laughs> Later on, I kind of worried about how when uh, um, astronauts got picked up on the moon, uh, you know, they fell down and it was like they lift them up with one hand and, and, and you see this, you're going, that looks like a pulley and chain and a green screen. But I'm not saying that's what it was. <laughs> oh, At any rate, had all that going on, Mark. Had all this really, really huge, huge stuff, world event stuff happening. And the Tate LaBianca murders being in Southern California at the time. It was staggering. People don't realize because in hindsight, they think they happened on the same night, you know, and that within days they had this, uh, the Manson family, you know, in custody mm, yeah. and it was months. You got to remember this was months going on. The investigate, it was on in the paper every day and it was being talked about every day because people lived in fear. 
uh, big time fear. We actually moved into a house in October and there was a copycat murder at the house next door to the house we bought. And as we're moving in around Halloween, and when I told this story earlier, uh, years ago, somebody was like, but the Tate LaBianca murders happened in August. Why would there be a copycat in October? Well, nobody had been arrested by then. It was still Mm. huge in the news. The arrest started coming when one of the women got picked up for shoplifting or solicitation or something. And in jail, they made a comment to another inmate and that led back to spawn ranch and the Manson family. But, uh, anyway, the, the whole thing is I remember this happening in such a big way, that crime, uh, the man Tate LaBianca murders, because it, it wasn't just the rich and famous Sharon Tate and her rich people. They all lived charmed lives and they died. But the next night, the LaBiancas, they were just regular people. Just, I mean, Lino LaBianca was a grocery store businessman. His wife was a homemaker. They had, they lived a normal life. And when they were murdered, when those were tied together, it exploded in that nobody's safe. Mm, Nobody is safe from whatever, you know. Gotcha. And that's why it impacted me at that very early age. That and the fact that when we were moving in just before Halloween of 1969 and the chalk outline drawing of where a body had been laying in the driveway next door was still there. And my stepfather kept telling Mike and I, leave it alone. Don't go over there. It's none of our business. Get over here. And I'm thinking. I don't, I, I just want to see it. I want, you know, what we really wanted to yeah. do was we yeah. wanted to lay in the space where the chalk uh, yeah, outline yeah. was. Yeah. <laughs> and I see that. the thing yeah. is, yeah, yeah, in this day and age, we would have taken a selfie doing that, you know? But, exactly right. Yeah. Would have been all over social media. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's a, and that's, that's the perfect little boy thing. You know, as soon, okay, his dad, it was dad's dad. Yeah. Listen, you distract him. I'll go over and do it. And then I'll distract him. Yeah. And you go over and do it. <laughs> there you go. That's exactly. It. And you gotta remember my brother's like eight or nine. I'm six. Yes. Seven, you know? Yeah. Yes. So, anyway, that's why I have a fascination with it. And it's also why I, and on top of that, I have been on the air when some dramatic things have happened. Yeah, when you've been on the air since you were 14, historically speaking, you've announced a lot of things. Mark and I were on the air when 9-11 was taking place. And yeah. Mark's the one who said, on the air live, when the second plane hit, we're under attack. Yeah. And, you know, at the time, that was uh, no, no. And, I mean, it was. And we know what it was now. Now we have really a lot of doubts about what it was. But at the time, it was what it was. Um, I remember Natalie, uh, uh, Natalie Wood, when she died, uh, mm-hmm. I was on the air and had just met her two months before she passed away because uh, she had been at the radio station. I worked at the time. She had come by there promoting a movie called brainstorm with Christopher mm-hmm. Walken. Yeah, and, yeah. uh, you know what? Great regrets. I wish I'd spent more time with Christopher Walken that day. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because he was the, an, an actor, but he was deer hunter, you know, it was like his big claim to fame. He'd been around for years. But he hadn't become what he is now. Now he's an iconic actor of comedy movies. <laughs> yeah. Think about wow. Christ- Christopher Walken in the 70s being a comedic actor in the 90s and mm-hmm. 2000s. Come on. Yeah. I never I, picked I read recently that. somebody was talking about working with him and that uh, that that he is a really creepy person. I bet. In real life. Yes. Oh, I bet. <laughs> a very creepy person. I don't know. Okay. I'm just wow. hands up. I yeah. don't know from oh, personal yeah. experience. I sure. just read this the other day. Like, wow, really? Okay. The more I think about it, yeah, it kind of does make sense. Well, all right. Now, all right, Mark. Now, I want you to go. I'll, I'll send you some emails. Okay. Okay. I've actually gotten <laughs> of to know. Of course you will. <laughs> yeah. No, I have gotten to know over the last couple of years a boat captain who 
was there at Catalina Island the weekend Natalie would die. Ah, and okay. by the way, Christopher Walken was there. Hmm. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Sure was. Okay. Yeah. And right. he had done the movie with Natalie Wood, uh, Robert Wagner, uh, who was married to Natalie Wood. Remember, they got yeah. married in the, yeah. back in the early days, separated, divorced, and then remarried as adults. And Natalie Wood, Robert Wagner accused her of having an affair with Christopher Walken. Christopher Walken's on the boat. They all get drunk, and one thing leads to another, and Natalie Wood's dead in the water. A woman petrified of the water. Mm -hmm. A woman who didn't swim, did not. She didn't take a shower. She took a bath because she didn't like her face to have water splashed on it. Wow. And do you really think she's going to go out at night around water? No. Not going to happen. She didn't. So, anyway, I've got a whole thing about that one. And that's crime. Again, you know what? Chances are, when I'm at CrimeCon, I'll find a group of people that are going (laughs) to share their thoughts and experiences on this. And that will be overkill. That's where you, and, and that brings us back around to why we won't be here next week. Right. <laughs> you know, it's the whole thing, Mark, when you think you're interested in something, it's like a, a friend of mine, um, uh, he was talking about, uh, being a boxer that he said yeah. that when he was young, um, he really wanted to be a boxer. He saw the Rocky movies and all that, and just really wanted to be a boxer, you know, and, uh, yeah. in his team and, t- and he said he really wanted to until he, he was middle-class guy working out in the gym and, really thought I could, I could do this, you know, dun, 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 dun. I could that's what he was contender. thinking. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <there you> go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Godfather and everybody else. But anyway, he goes to the gym and he said, uh, and his manager guy at this one gym, just a lily white rich guy, gym, said, if you want to be a boxer, you got to go downtown. You know, you're going to have to go to where the golden gloves get created. And he said, he went down there and he said, he left his house and went to the gym and went home. And he said the bag that he carried his stuff in was worth more than what these people made in a year. Okay. Everybody there was, <laughs> and he said he knew he learned that these were people that really wanted to be boxers. And he said, he went two rounds with gear on with headgear on fighting a man who, a young guy, who really wanted to be, he said, I only thought I wanted to be a boxer. Yeah. These yeah. guys. And it was like, he got beat up so bad. Like I said, this is a guy who had designs on the golden gloves. Good enough that his coach at his, you know, Lily white gym, you need to be around a really good trainer, good trainer downtown here. Go see this guy. And he gets a nice invitation. You know, it's, it gets there, hang your stuff, get in. We'll let you do a little, you know, a little training here. Yeah. yeah. And two rounds into fighting a guy who probably wasn't even very good by their standards, beat the crap out of him. And he never went back. He said, I wanted to be a boxer until I met somebody who really wanted to be a boxer. And that was yeah. it. So yeah, I think that's how I feel friend, about crime gone. And our little uh, run up beforehand, we were talking about that and how we were both interested in various things. And, and I, I said to you that I'm, I'm a science fiction nut. I've loved science oh, yeah. fiction, you know, all my life. I've read, I've read tons and tons of books. I've watched practically every science fiction movie ever ever made and uh the thing is though that i don't think you could i don't think you could make me pay to go to a comic con convention i don't think you could i just um, i might go if you if you okay if you bought the tickets pay for the hotel and stuff like that okay i'll i'll go and walk the floor with you and i'll take my camera and we'll take pictures and afterwards we'll look at pictures in the video and have a good time you know, have a good laugh back in the hotel room, you know, <laughs> right. you know what I mean? You know, cause like, 
can you believe that 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 guy dressed up as this this guy from the movie he weighs four times as much as that guy that was in the movie you know <laughs> he wow. looks like the round version of that superhero you know that sort of yeah. thing <laughs> wow. which if you go look at comic-con videos you see a lot of that you see a lot of portly superheroes <laughs> wow wow that's but, funny <laughs> But, and the same thing for you with crime. It's like, you're right. very interested in it. You yeah. And if the police ever, ever come to your house and want to search through your stuff, because there's been a crime in your neighborhood, they're going to look at you not twice, uh -huh. but three or four times, you know, because yeah. of yeah. You know what? I'll stuff, be doing the you know? perp walk. I'll be the guy, the hands behind the back, <laughs> cops walking him. He's just being detained. We're not arresting him. He's being detained. But still, you're not, you're not enough of a, no. enough of. And interested enough to pay the money to go to something like this, no. right? But no. you're going to be there. You're going to be at a handful yep. of different uh, uh, things. You're going to be on the main stage. You're going to yep. be speaking. You're going to be doing all this yep. stuff in spite of it all. <laughs> yeah. And Me. I think that's, if you look at it, pretty much the people who were on stage mm -hmm. at an event like that would not pay to go to a thing like that. <laughs> <laughs> now they get paid to go. That's the whole point. Yeah, now they you know, do. Yes. <laughs> that's how when uh when I when I was a drunk back in the day, um, I used to look at you know the when you worked in the bar business, whether you're DJing or on stage. Mm -hmm. I always had a regular job at a radio station during the day. But when I drank, by the way, quit drinking before I was 27 years old. Just to be perfectly clear here, uh, but I don't know, it was a month before I was 27. But that was that's a long time ago. Now? 30. Uh, 30 years. At 33. Yeah. Just past yeah. 33 years, man. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, uh, used to do that because you could drink while you work, you know, but I never would pay, I pay $5 for a drink. What? I can buy a whole cigarette. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. I know what we're both laughing about. So let's move on. Yes, okay, all right. Yeah. Um, all right, Mark <laughs> read a thing yesterday and it seemed kind of crazy. Um, but Chris Christie is a blowhard dot com can we get yeah. a website like that chris christie is a blowhard bully.com yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i i might see if i can register that when we get through today <laughs> <laughs> but during a recent interview on fox news media buzz with howard kurtz ex-governor of new jersey and republican which by the way those two things don't seem to go together because new jersey's not a republican state <laughs> it's a very liberal state but somehow he managed to be the governor figure out why on your own wow. time. Chris Christie issued a warning saying if former president Donald Trump opts out of GOP primary debates, he would begin stalking Trump and monitoring his movements throughout the country. Referring to the last GOP debate, Kurtz asked Christie, <clears throat> did Trump diffuse your strategy of going toe to toe with him by staying off the debate stage Been saying since he's gotten a big lead nationally in the national polls that he's not going to do any of the debates and Christie fired back. Well, if he doesn't do any of the debates, Howie, you know, we're going to give him another chance. I'm sure he's not coming to the Reagan debate. I'll give him another chance in Alabama. But if he doesn't come there, then I'm going to follow him around the country. Wherever he goes, I'll go. And we'll wind up talking to each other one way or the other. And he knows that's true. Kurtz followed up asking, you're going to change your travel schedule to go where Trump goes? And Chris Christie confirmed with a simple, you bet. Wow. You know, wow. If he did this with a woman, yeah, he, he would be in jail. <laughs> I think you just gave Trump his uh, way of dealing with this. <laughs> yeah, because that you're right. Listen, I'll be watching you. Every breath you take, the police song is going to be. 
<laughs> theme. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> movie, yeah, the stalker's anthem. Every move oh. you make, every <laughs> breath you take, I'll be watching you. To protect her home and family in a disaster, Karen was willing to wade through water, mud, and insurance paperwork. Yeah, I can do this. You go, Karen! By simply understanding and updating what her insurance covers and doesn't cover now, she'll be better prepared no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. Mark and Max Show podcast. You know, Mark, I'm a little concerned about Chris Christie being so uh, <laughs> so freaked out over Donald Trump. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny because I don't think Chris Christie stands any chance at all to win the nomination oh, no. for the Republican Party. I just don't see it at all. Uh, not that I mean, I used to like him too. I and yeah. by the way, I know that the hug seen around the world between him and uh, Obama in October of 2012 bothered a lot of people. But, um, you know, I kind of look at that like that didn't bother me. What's bothered me is him since then. It's like before then, I understood being in a liberal New Jersey, having to work across the aisle to get things done. I understand it. State politics is different than it is on a national and international level. Uh, But Chris Christie is nothing but a bully and a blowhard. and. It's like if he make he does not admit his mistakes, and that's a problem. I know Donald Trump doesn't either, but you know when when it comes to when actually Donald Trump's a bully too. So I guess I think I just don't like Chris Christie. He reminds me of Steve Armstrong. You know, that's a guy you and I both know. I don't like him, and there's yeah. a reason to not yeah. like both of those guys. So anyway, <laughs> but Chris Christie has no chance to win this nomination. Doesn't he just need to get out and quit? Or what would he do? What would Chris Christie do if he wasn't in politics? What would he hmm. do? Do you wow, think he would be getting? Question. You, all right, I got an idea. Let's recast uh, the Mel Brooks classic, Young Frankenstein. Do you go with <laughs> Betterman or Christie as the monster? You know. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of picture Christie as the police chief. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> Boy, that darts game is still funny. Frankenstein. All right. See, this so, is what I was talking about. Yeah. I mentioned something, and you may you remember details from something. You probably haven't seen that movie in ten years, fifteen years. You know, at oh, least. Yeah. And you, oh, yeah. what you remember is, is Kenneth. It's Kenneth Mars, wasn't that who? It? Yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. sticking the sticking the darts in his arm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice grouping. Yeah. He <laughs> <laughs> well, goes that driveway. All his tires are flat again. The darts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Oh my goodness. <laughs> Bluka. Yeah. Wow. Oh, man. All right. So anyway. I guess when I'm digging out of the vault today. Yeah. <laughs> Me too, maybe. All right. I still love Terry Gar from that movie, you know? Yes. She was um, wonderful. When uh rolling the hay. Yes. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> nice knockers. Thank you. Uh, oh, the door. Thank you. you thank you. Very the door. Much. It's like that's a Mel Brooks side gag if there ever was one. And you know, he probably didn't write it. That's all yeah. that, combing the desert from space balls. I hate oh, that. Gosh. It's the reason I won't watch space balls. They're coming the desert. If I see a comb, I'm out. Yeah. I 
the thing is that that Spaceballs <laughs> Spaceballs didn't take itself seriously at all. Yeah. And, and that was the beauty of it. it was it it just poked yeah. fun at everything. Everything you know, about the whole Star Wars franchise. It was you know, just, I just, just realized great. I probably need you see, I hadn't seen Star Wars at that point. At that point, uh, um yeah. yeah, when it came out. And the reason I I because you know, I've told you before, if I miss something and like it was Star Wars, I missed it because mm-hmm. I didn't have any interest in it when it came out. Uh now, Smoking the Bandit, yeah, I saw that. Same year, yeah. okay, yeah. but and same popularity. Reason for popularity was that they were both fun movies, adventure mm-hmm. movies. They yeah. were exciting, and they had characters that you loved, and the, and it they were positive, primarily yeah. positive, right? Great adventure yeah. movies, mm-hmm. and in, in a time when all the movies were yeah. about murders and, wow. <laughs> and extramarital affairs and things like that, they were all depressing, dark movies. And then these movies popped mm-hmm. up and says, "Let's have some fun at the movies," right. and they just killed it. Just yep. killed it man and i never but i didn't see them and it was years it wasn't until you and i'd been working together for a while and somehow back in the days of the vhs somebody i don't know how i ended up with them gave me a triple a a three vhs set when they'd reissued them on the 25th anniversary or something right yeah anyway so and i had them sitting on the shelf and i thought one day i'll watch these you know i finally did and the first go i mean i I didn't get blown away by the special effects, obviously, because I'm watching mm. the 25 years after the fact. But I did know that they were really good for the time. But, right, and that that was uh, probably after Lucas had yeah, uh, cleaned it up, had, had his way with them once again, once you know, redoing yeah. some things and making right. them better than they originally were. Yeah, and they and but they were fine. I was in. They were fun. Um, I thought some of the writing was really weird and stupid and some of the acting was oh, bad. Even but Carrie Fisher, Carrie Fisher yeah. even said she oh, looked yeah. at George Lucas one day and said, who talks like this? Right. <laughs> I know. And that's funny, but the thing is, so I'd watch those way after. And so now probably be worth going back and giving Spaceballs another chance. But my reason for turning, my reason for turning on Spaceballs was very simple. Again, if he says combing the desert and I see guys with a comb in the desert, I'm done. It's, it's just, the sight gag. The obvious yeah. sight gag, yes. <laughs> it would be funny if you just didn't do that. It, you know, but I love you the have point to. where they're 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 using they're actually fast forwarded fast forwarding and rewinding through the VHS tape of the movie in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Wow. <laughs> it was funny. funny well, I know stuff. that when I was watching Big Bang Theory one time and they made a joke about Bernadette being mean and let the Wookiee win, you know, it was, yes, over, let a, the Wookie over, win. it was over Halloween costume stuff. <laughs> yeah. And let the Wookiee win. And I was like, okay, I remember that. You know, I, it mm-hmm. it's a reference I wouldn't have gotten otherwise. Mm, right. But all right, Mark. So okay. the Department of Justice <laughs> says it says the headline says Department of Justice asked me to lie about President Trump for indicting him. What mm-hmm. is this all about? Yeah. Henry Enrique Tario Jr., the former former chairman of the Proud Boys, who was recently sentenced to prison, claimed that federal authorities allegedly tried to coerce him into signing a false statement implicating former President Donald Trump in the Capitol breach incident. Wow. This is coming to us from the uh, Epoch Times, epochtimes.com. Mr. Tario, accused of seditious conspiracy to attack the United States Capitol on January 6th of 2021, was sentenced to 22 years in federal prison September 5th in a subsequent interview with a media outlet gateway, (coughs) with the media outlet gateway pundit, that is. Mr. Tario said that prosecutors from the Department of Justice wanted him to sign a statement that proved through several degrees of separation and connections, Tario had communicated with Trump regarding plans, in quotes, plans for January 6th. He says, they asked me to lie about President Trump in order to indict him. 
I told them to pound sand. And because I refused to lie about President Trump, it cost me 22 years of my life. The truth is, I could have been home. I could have been home a long time ago, but I could be on my warm <laughs> in my warm bed right now, laughing at the world without a problem. And all I had to do in order to do that was lie about Trump. All I had to do was confirm a lie. According to Mr. Tarrio, the DOJ allegedly approached him with the cooperation deal around October of last year before Jack Smith was appointed as special counsel to investigate President Trump. He says, everything they wanted me to say is fabricated. This is how they're going to try present to, to present evidence for Trump's trial. Find a bunch of people that do not want to go to jail to make up a story just to avoid jail time. I want to be unequivocally clear. I have no connection to President Trump or anyone in his family whatsoever. The connection simply does not exist and never did. Mm. So you already know the rest. They, they're just, you know, trying to, they're, the thing is, he says they haven't connected Trump to the protest to what happened at the Capitol that day. Right. How nice, how beautiful would it be to also have him connected to a person that they supposedly say coordinated the whole thing, right? Wow. Yeah. So he is saying now that they, they tried to make him, tried to get him to cut a deal and lie about what happened to cut the deal. Well, you know, when... Uh... I believe you should read the indictment. I think anybody that reads the indictment, understanding the wording and oh, what the it Georgia means. Indictment, yeah. yeah the, because uh, that, that actually shows you how they have gone about this. They being the government is, this is what they can do to an American citizen, just so you know. And it's why, it's why I worry sometimes about people who get involved because there's a, there's a level of, uh, a lot of us will kid around about things, you know, make a joke about it standing up for ourselves and for what's right. But in reality, most people, they'll only stand up for what they believe is right to a certain degree. And then they fold like a cheap suit and go home mainly because mm. we'd rather sit at home and watch TV and let the world go by. It's a short life. Do I really want to spend my life messed up with this crazy crap? And so mm. a lot of us defer that action to others and the others, the, the ones that are willing to put themselves out there, they think others will come along and others don't. The people yeah. you think will come along with you do not. They don't stand up for what is right. And and it, it's not, and I don't fault them for it. I mean, it, I don't fault anybody for what they do. You make your choice, you go to, if you can, you know, I've made a lot of mistakes yeah. in my life and a lot of things I would change. But when I do think about those, I'm not changing my beliefs. My beliefs remain the same. I just would have changed what I did and how I did it uh, mm. to protect myself. But the thing is, I don't think that marshmallow life would have satisfied me. No. And that's, in essence, what I looked at was Trump. Look, man, you ain't going to tell me a guy's going to be in business as long as he has and done all the things that he's done, been involved, that there's not going to be, there's dirt on everybody if you look. Oh, yeah. There's got to be, like and, I've said before, there's got to be a little larceny at some point. I mean, there has to be. Yeah. And somebody, especially somebody who's dealing with people in New York. Right. He's dealing with unions. He's dealing yeah. with thugs. He's dealing with people. Yep. You want to get something done in New York, right. you're going to pay some people to get things done. You know, you're going to, you're going to, there's going to be that person on the city council. You're going to say, yeah. you need a car. I got a right. car for you. But you, you know, know, Mark, when you look at politics and look at the mafia, you know how you never, you don't retire from the mafia. You only go out one way in a, you know, yeah. and yeah. that's how politics operates. Think about it. Why else yep. do people stay when they're way past their retirement years, when they should be yep. able to enjoy their family, when they should right. have got their millions, but that you pointed it out the other day, they have to remain because they owe favors. 
And if you yeah. don't keep doing these favors for people, the word's going to get out while you're mm -hmm. still alive that you were a criminal. It's mm -hmm. probably going to come out when you're dead anyway, but yeah. And so we, why I mean, else would why. you run again at the age of 83, Nancy? Right. Why? Why? Why would you be president at the age of whatever Biden is? And how can you as a party celebrate people like Fetterman and Biden who truly am, wow, and Pelosi yeah. and Feinstein that really shouldn't be there? And I mean, if you care about people, think about them as your think about them as your uncle, your grandpa, your grandma, your aunt. Think about them as those people. And would you not want the best for them? And the best is not on a public stage making decisions. It's not. They should mm -hmm. because they're obviously a tool. They are not their own person. If they think they're going to this legacy, this idea of your legacy, a load of crap, yeah. friends. I'm going to be honest with you. Ask a 20 year old about Bob Hope. They're not going to know who you're talking about. Right. Bob Hope was the one of the top 10 comedians of the 1900s. Yeah. And for 40 years, he was the biggest name, you know, a big draw yep. in entertainment. Yep. And yeah. yet you ask a 20 year old today and they have no clue. That's, That's what your legacy really is. Uh, that as soon as the generation, as soon as your children, your grandchildren grow up, they're not going to know you. So wow. you're in a book somewhere. Mm. We know a guy, we know a comic, uh, Henry Cho. Yeah. Uh, he was on, remember he was on the show and yeah, uh, he told us a story <laughs> once. The, uh, and this story really hit home with both of us because we know who, Bob Hope is. Yes. Today, if he told that story on stage, yeah. half his audience or more would go, Bob who? Yep. I mean, yeah. When, I, if you're, if, yeah, and he, yeah, he was, and he was the probably the 20th century's biggest comedian and comic actor. Yeah. He really was. And now, nobody knows who he is. That's your legacy. In the wake of a disaster, what one thing can you send that will help people the most? A blanket, a tent, a sandbag, a doctor. Actually, if you send a monetary donation, you send all these things. Even a small donation can make a big impact and can quickly become exactly what people affected by disaster need most. In the wake of a hurricane, your monetary donation can make a huge difference to those in need. To donate, visit supporthurricanerelief.org. That's supporthurricanerelief.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. You know, Mark, a lot of comedians like to pass the torch from yeah. one generation of comedians to the next. And uh, we were talking about Bob Hope before the break. And, you know, he did that. If you go back and watch the movie Spies Like Us, uh, Bob Hope actually, you know, did a cameo um, when Dan, uh, Dan Aykroyd and uh, Chevy Chase are in the desert and or yeah. they're in a tent in the desert. And anyway, they're pretending to be doctors and Bob Hope. Uh, hits his golf ball into their tent and comes in with his golf club and uh, doctor, doctor, and he hits it out and that's it. And he goes, glad I'm not sick, you know, and goes on. That was passing the torch, you know, from one group. That's funny. Yeah. I and, forgot about that. Yeah. But I, and for me, that was a big deal when that happened in the movie. I thought, how cool is they included Bob Hope? And the thing is, is, you know, for that one day of filming, he had three writers that he brought with him at his own expense <laughs> to do that, you know? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I mean, the guy mm -hmm. had a par three hole in his backyard. I yeah. mean, he was successful. <laughs> yeah. but you know, what's funny, Mark, is that uh, when we, you know, Bob Hope lived for a long time, but Bob Hope was one of the, um, it's when he passed away, um, 
if you remember before he passed away, CNN ran this uh, thing about there was he had passed away and they ran it. It popped up on their screen for a minute. And what it was is uh, for big celebrities, politicians, people that people know, they actually prepare their obituary that they'll pop up there right, because yeah. when they get to a certain age, you know, it can happen. It says, you know, Bob yeah. Hope and has birth date, death date. And there you go. Anyway, and they popped it up and he's like, there is family's calling CNN. Hey, he's not dead. You know, he's not <laughs> dead. But anyway, it's just funny when you look back on things like that and you think, why are these people? Cause there's gotta be some motivation other than public service. You've already yeah. served your people. You're not going to be like use Pelosi as the example. Think about it. She's been speaker of the house. Uh, she is running for another two years at an age where she really needs to remain, you know, just be rich and old, okay? Be around your grandkids. <laughs> Spend some time with the fam. Instead of being in Washington doing something, look, your district is going to vote for a Democrat. You know that. Just handshake your whoever you want to put in there, and the Democrat machine will deliver it. It's not an issue that the seat's going to go to somebody else. As as Really, do you think that her district that has voted for her for all these years is going mm. to all of a sudden turn to some young upstart Republican? No way. Mm. There's no way. And so yeah. if it's going to be a Democrat seat, yes, you'll lose the longevity of that seat, you know, where she became Speaker of the House. But you're going to park somebody else in that seat for the next 30 years or whatever. Yeah. Anyway, it just boggles my mind. There's no justification for her serving at all. Hmm. All right. Mm, not uh, at all. Mark, uh, back to Bob Hope real quick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is a, I got a, a quick clip for you from one of his movies. Just, Leslie just Towns have, Hope. Just listen. You live here? Yes. Well, maybe you know what a zombie is. When a person dies and is buried, it seems there's certain voodoo priests who, who have the power to bring him back to life. Horrible. It's worse than horrible because a zombie has no will of his own. You see them sometimes. Walking around blindly with dead eyes, following orders, not knowing what they do, not caring. You mean like Democrats? <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Love it. Hey, you know what, Mark? Do you know how Bob Hope became financially wealthy? <laughs> no, I he don't. Got, he got, I mean, he certainly was rich because of being an actor. But, you know, the money is big for the times. But relative later on, you know, it's like, well, if you made $100,000 in 1930, you're could retire for life kind of yeah, thinking, yeah. right? It was a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. But it isn't when you live a long life, it's real estate. It's the one way to protect your mm. money is buying yeah. real estate. And he was one of the biggest yeah. landowners in California. Yeah. Private landowners. Yeah. How about anyway, that? Ted Cruz has uh, actually said out loud what many of us have thought. And that yep. is with the upcoming election, there's going to be another uh, variant of the uh, coronavirus. This is yeah. the virus that keeps on giving because they can change it up. It's man-made so they can do what they want with it. And right. the thought of them doing it again, Mark, it really bothers me because for those who have defended this garbage and act like we were the idiots for saying this mm -hmm. is crazy, masking yep. up again, doing that to children, yep. it's abusive. Uh, yep, it is. And, and we're seeing we that happen right now. Yep. More people are but wearing masks in public again. You've no doubt noticed. Yep. And uh, we're starting to hear the the rumblings that there's another, uh, mm -hmm. another variant coming out there that's making people sick. And yeah, some people are getting it. It's like a bad cold for some people, a, a mild cold for other people. <clears throat> From Breitbart.com, coronavirus restrictions could come roaring back as Election Day draws closer, as Senator Ted Cruz warned. The most deadly coronavirus variant could emerge a year from now ahead of the election 
the election variant. <laughs> he says, look, this is utterly absurd. Mask mandates are wrong. And for the left, this has become it's a combination of a number of things. Number one, it's an article of faith. Number two, it's a virtue signal. It shows just how self-righteous they think they are. He said he recently witnessed a very prominent Democrat senator walking the halls of the Capitol with an N95 mask on alongside a staffer. Further, Cruz said these rules are about controlling people, whether it's mask mandates, whether it's vaccine mandates, whether it's having the 437th booster. Enough is enough, he said, warning that the left's scheme is only going to become more apparent as the election draws closer. Quote, by the way, a year from now, we're going to see the most deadly COVID variant ever seen, the election variant. And before (laughs) the election, you're going to need to shut everything down because they want to have mail-in balloting for everyone because they think it helps elect Democrats. Wow. And that's exactly what they did last time. They used, they used the COVID, they used the COVID spread of COVID to incite fear and illegally changed voting laws, illegally changed voting procedures all across the country so that they could take advantage of people's fear and actually win an election that normally they would not have won. Wow. And they're gearing themselves up to do it again. Dang. All I know, Mark, is the it's not game over, but boy, it's close to, you know, mm-hmm. you're playing pinball and you know if I bump it one more time to save the thing and ring up some more points, I risk tilting. We're at that yeah. point. Do you hit it and try to save the game or do you tilt? What's it mm. going to be, boy? Yes or no? That's where mm. we're headed right now which is why we're doing the podcast to try to yeah. look to entertain, but also bring up what's happening and for you to actually eyeball it. And we're going to have to start sharing it. The thing is Republic conservatives, um, Christians have been pushed into a corner and we're getting bullied by everybody. If you stand up for what you believe in, you get attacked. If you say, I don't believe in letting boys play girl sports just because they claim to identify as a girl. I don't Mm -hmm. agree with that. And because I want my daughters to actually have a chance at that scholarship for college, you know, or that whatever Uh, I want. If you say that you're a hater and they Mm -hmm. will attack you and not just a little bit, they will attack you hard. And I say, they, those are Democrats. So just understand that's why a lot of people don't say anything and end up sitting here allowing elections to be stolen because you see right now, if you say the exact same thing that Hillary Clinton said, that uh, that Georgia, uh, Stacey Abrams, if you say this election was stolen just like they did, you become fodder for the Democrat machine that will actually make you show up, take your mugshot, and try to put you in prison for the rest of your life for saying the exact same thing Hillary Clinton did, or Stacey Abrams for that matter. And you'll be mocked by every late night comedian. Yeah. A sad situation. So, so Merry Christmas. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Hey, Good a luck. quick reminder before we go, um, head over to markandmaxshow.com. That's where you can get show notes. We put up all the references, all the links to the stuff we talk about <laughs> for the most. Sometimes we're winging it. We're just having a conversation. That stuff doesn't get into the show notes. <laughs> but when we talk, talk about specific stories like the one with Ted Cruz, that's in the show notes for today. So go by there today and check it out. And we'll be back to see you again tomorrow. We never walked on the moon. Elvis ain't dead. You ain't going crazy. It's all in your head.